Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. If you have listened to episodes before, if this is your first time ever listening, then welcome to my podcast. I think we're on episode five or six, depending on if you count the very first one as an episode. I kind of don't because it was just explaining what the name meant. The real episodes was when we're getting into, I don't even want to say teaching because honestly, I'm kind of teaching me and then if it helps anybody else, then (laughs) that's great. You know what I mean? Like, Like even on today's episode, this is what I have been struggling with. This is what God's been dealing with me on. So even if it's not for anybody else, it's for me, right? That sounds selfish. I didn't mean it sounds selfish. Anyways, if you're not connected to me, then please get connected. You can find me on any social media outlet at Christina Smith McCulley on Instagram, on Facebook, or on TikTok. That is my username on all three of those. You could also send me an email at Christina at ChristinaSmithMcCulley.com. I love your feedback. I appreciate your feedback. If there's anything that you want me to um, study on, if there's any area I can improve on, please, I'm welcome to listening. I appreciate your reviews on the Apple podcast and your five stars. I appreciate it all. And so we're going to jump right into today's episode right after this. Woohoo! Well, hi, y'all. Welcome to Claws of Confessions with Christina's podcast, where we're going to talk about the hilarious, not-so-funny truths about the Christian walk. Some people are called to speak on stages, but the Lord has called me to share my heart from my closet. Hey, I'm Christina, mom of three, married to my high school sweetheart, multi-passionate entrepreneur who has struggled with insecurities, self-worth, depression, and all that fun stuff the world has to offer. But God... He continues to remind me he is not intimidated by my mess. And when I spend time with him, he reminds me who I am and whose I am. So if you're ready to laugh and you believe Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken, then come on into my closet so we can talk through this crazy life together. Okay, so when I said that God deals with me on the things that he wants, I feel like, me to talk about, like, all week long, I didn't know what this podcast is going to be about. I just kind of try to listen and see. And um, there's always two or three ideas. But then it comes usually Sunday when I record it that I know exactly what he wants me to talk about. And like I said, it even if it does not, it's not for anybody else. It's for me kind of talking it out. It kind of brings clarity or like therapy that rhymed, uh, into my life. And I mean, honestly, I had confirmation everywhere about this topic. Um, the topic is going to be keeping first things first. And the reason that I had confirmation is I had a phone call with a friend of mine last night, and she was just telling me some things and talking about, you know, keeping God first in your life. And just, we just talked about a lot of stuff, and it was really convicting. And I do want to go ahead and throw this out here. Do not let this um, condemn you, okay? There's no condemnation in Christ. If this convicts you, that's good. That's from the Holy Spirit. We take it and we thank him for it. And then we go on and work with him on it. And I had to be careful with this because as I was talking to my friend and even as God's been dealing with me this week, I've almost got into condemnation, like beating myself up and just really being mad at myself for the things that I've allowed to take first place in my life. And um, just there's I just want to remind you, there's no there's no condemnation. It's just straight Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Let's work on that together, you know? Um, so I just wanted to put that out there because I know for me, 
nobody has to beat me up. I do a great job myself of beating myself down, being mad at myself, telling myself, you know, how how could you think, how why'd you do that? How could you think like that? Like you know better, or you know, God, I know you don't. I know you're mad at me. I know you you're not going to be able to forgive me and all. And that's just not true. That is lies from the enemy. He is our heavenly Father. He does forgive us. He does love us. He does want what's best for us. So it's not a beat up thing. It's not a shame thing. It's like a, oh yeah. Because I even told my friend last night, I was like, I miss that joy. I miss the joy when it was just about getting up and be excited about Jesus. Like I used to have that joy. I used to be very joyful about one-on-one conversations with people that just brought glory to him and just keeping my thoughts focused on him. And slowly and surely, I've just let other things um, get in the way of that kind of, or maybe take first place. Um, It's super easy to get idols in our life you know let's just like let's just talk about that like what is an idol I think we always think oh an idol is a statue a golden calf but really an idol is an issue of the heart it's a heart issue what are we putting before God and God in his commandment says that he is to be first place and then even in the New Testament you know Jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of God he is supposed to be first and it's for me personally, easy to get off track with that. Easy to get distracted. I guess that's the word. Distraction and racing, I guess. Because I feel like my mind is always pulled in a million different directions. And if I don't slow it down and like refocus, regain perspective, then it's very easy to get off track. So an idol is anything that um, basically we put above God and we can make anything idols. I mean, anything like, and it's not that these are bad things. I want to make sure it's not that these are bad things. It's that if the good things even come before the greatest thing, you know what I mean? So our family, our kids, our job, our career, um, our social status, money, fun, entertainment, TV, phones, our pride, our ego, even our fears, insecurity, envy, um, even pity. Like, what do we hold higher than God? What do we think we either can't live without or is our validation? Does that make sense? Like, do we think I cannot live without this career? Like, you know, that's that's a real good question to ask ourselves what if I lost it? What if I lost this career? What if I lost my family? What if I lost this social status? Where would I be? Well, you know, we would still have God. We would still have Jesus. We still have that validation. But if we think I cannot live without these things, then that is an idol. Or if we think I have to go, I have to worry. I have to fear or else, you know, I can't, um, I can't function without fear. And I have to go to this alcohol. I have, to, I have to go to this social media site. I can't, I, I have to know what's going on. Like I have to, then that is an idol. And I am very guilty of that. I'm very guilty of putting these things before God. And I don't want, I don't want that because I know that only he brings fulfillment Another question we can ask ourselves besides if you lost it, could you survive is 
what if I gain that, then I'll be fulfilled. Like if you could fill in this blank, if I only had blank, I would be fulfilled. If I only had more of money, I would be fulfilled. If I only had a relationship, I would be fulfilled. If I only had a spouse, if I only had a new car, a new house, if I only had this job title, if I only had this many followers, like you guys, I've had to really check myself this week because I've caught myself checking things that I don't need to necessarily worry about. Forgot to tell you guys this, but I set up a text alert, like a group text message where I send out encouraging um, words or Bible verses or whatever. Monday through Friday, and also to remind you when a new podcast comes out. So I forgot to tell you in the beginning, I was going to, but the number that you can text the word Christina, all you have to do is just text the word Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, to 833-280-8578, and you'll be put in my automated um, group text. I mean, it's me texting, but it's a group text. So but it's not a group text like you're going to get messages from everybody. It is a service that you'll, it's not you and a hundred other people. But anyways, I caught myself checking that. I caught myself waking up and being like, oh, another subscriber. Oh, another subscriber. And what was crazy is just the few days before that, God had already convicted me about looking at how many followers I have on TikTok, how many views the video was seen. Because ultimately, here's the thing. If one person is reached... And I can get in a habit of being like, uh, only a hundred people saw that. Well, what if it was, oh, a hundred people die in a fire? You know, it's all the way we look at it. Or what if only, uh, only 10 people watched that video? Okay. What if it was like 10 souls were accepted Jesus? Like, it doesn't matter about the number. And I am guilty of that. I am very guilty of that. So he'd already kind of convicted me about that well then I set up this text message thing and then I was checking that and I'm like what in the world personally I know that's something that I have always struggled with seeking validation from others thinking that numbers equal validation I know that I've struggled with that so it's something that I have to constantly you know check myself on check my heart motive like why am I doing this am I doing it for a number am I doing it because God's called me to do it am I doing it to help somebody am I doing it to bring him glory or am I doing it to bring glory to myself and I have to check myself a lot with that and that will become an idol in my life like like there was a point where and even now that I have to watch myself if I you know that that fill in the blank I just told you if I only had more followers then I'd be fulfilled that's ridiculous that's silly I mean that just sounds silly saying it but it has been in my heart before and I was listening to a podcast the other day and this guy was saying like he only had a hundred YouTube subscribers and if he could only have a thousand and the guy who was doing the interview was like, and what, what do you, what do you think is going to, he's like, okay, hold on. So he got all his subscribers to go subscribe to the other guy's um, YouTube. He was like, you're fixing to see that the flesh is never satisfied. When you get a thousand, it's not going to be, oh, I got a thousand now I'm complete. No, the flesh is going to be like, well, uh, now I need 5,000. And that's the same thing I have found with money. It's never enough in our worldly, fleshly view, okay? You know, it's never enough. The attention from your spouse is, I don't think we ever get to the point where like, oh, now I'm complete. There's always another day. You know, there's always another situation where 
please, you know, recognize that I look pretty or something like that. You know what I mean? So anything the world offers will never fulfill us. Never. Money won't fulfill us. Social status won't fulfill us. Um, numbers, relationships, nothing fulfills us like Jesus. And God created us that way. He created us with a God-shaped hole in our heart that was created for only Him to fulfill. He created that, us that way on purpose. So we would need Him. So we would desire Him. Because He desires us. And it was designed to be a relationship. Not where just He desires us and we don't. We want everything else besides Him, you know. Ask yourself this. What does your heart cling to? What do you run to for security? Okay, do you run to... I mean, I'm just going to name some of the things that I've ran to. Like, I know I've ran to social media just to zone out. I know that I've ran to food for just to out of boredom. I know I've ran to spending money just to make me feel happy. I know I've, you know, one time I remember I had a margarita one night and I only had one and um, I was really stressed out. And I was like, oh, I'll make a margarita. And then I was convicted and I talked about it to a friend and they were like, well, you know, you didn't get drunk, one more. I said, well, I ran to that instead of to prayer. I ran to that to de-stress instead of to prayer. What is the first thing that I do? You know, that's what I, that's what I really feel like God's dealing me on is like, what are you putting first? What, what are you thinking about when you first wake up? What are you thinking about during the day? What does your mind go to whenever you get stressed out? Does it go to me or does it go to worry? What does, you know, when you, get all excited and hyper does it go straight to amazon and buy something <laughs> usually that's a, that's an idol he's removing but you know like what is the motive of my heart like it's not wrong to have or enjoy things but it's when you love the good things too much it's not wrong to have good things but when you love them too much it's when we love the blessing over the blesser when we love the created over the creator does that make sense? We don't have to work for Jesus' love. He just loves us. What he did on the cross for us proved that. And there will always be a restlessness in our heart until we put him first in it. There will always be frustration and uh, looking for the next best thing. You know, if if he is not first, I know for myself, I can, I mean, I was just writing down some idols in my life and then maybe in other people's lives. Um, I mean, I wrote down having a sports team that you're like obsessed with. That can become an idol. It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean it's wrong to have a sports team that you support, but when it becomes over everything, when you let it get you angry, when you let it cause you to sin by being rude to someone or mean to someone over just a game, you know what I mean? I mean, I know I've been there. Um, Sometimes my looks can become an idol. He's been convicting me on that because I've I've been spending a good amount of money on like face procedures and all this stuff, and I really just have to, you know, get with him and and just make sure like what's the motive behind it? What is the motive? Is it vanity? Is it pride? Or is it just um feel? I don't know. That's just I mean that's just really something I have to get with God about, you know. Um, social status and numbers, followers, people's opinions. I sometimes put up before God's opinion. That becomes an idol. Okay, when I put food before, when I use that for comfort, 
you know, that's it's the motive behind it, okay? Some people make our country an idol. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this pride thing, like, oh, I'm so, I'm pr- proud to be from America. Yes, I understand that. But when we, you know, God doesn't like pride. So when we're like, I believe when we're just like stubborn and bullheaded in that, and we're just like obsessed with, I'm proud of this. I'm proud to be this. I'm proud to be that. I don't, I don't feel like that, that, that God wants me doing that because I feel like that he does oppose the proud and gives grace to the humble. You know, it's a heart issue. It all comes back to being a heart issue. As I said earlier, we all have a God-shaped hole in our heart that only he can fulfill, that only he will bring the everlasting joy that, that we seek. Nothing else will fulfill it. The flesh always wants more. It is never satisfied. There will never be enough money. There will never be enough memories. You know, sometimes we, like, get obsessed with, um, I mean, not obsessed. Okay, maybe that was the wrong. I don't mean that word. If I make these memories of my family, I'm still going to want more. So that's not going to satisfy me to the point of like oh I never had to make another memory again I'm great you know what I'm saying like we're always going to want another vacation or maybe you know another house or a car or whatever but that will not satisfy us I'm not saying we can't get a new house or a new car or go on vacations or but it's not the thing that should satisfy us does that make sense it's not the thing that I should seek to think I'm going to be satisfied if I get this, this, and this, if only I had a new car, I'd be happy then. Well, your flesh going to want something else after that. If only, that can be seen with Christmas gifts with a kid. I can remember wrapping up every little thing. Every little thing I could find, I'd wrap up. Socks, I'd separate them, you know, as long as I had like 20 gifts open. That's, but when they opened that last one, they were looking for the next one. They were looking for the next house that you were going to go to to open presents. I finally changed that by giving them a number. You're getting three gifts to open. And they didn't, they knew them when them three were over, it was over. They weren't looking for the next thing because they, they knew that. And, you know, we can talk about that later. I mean, cause like some of y'all are probably like, you only give your kids three. Gifts. Yes. I don't, I can't even think of three to give them. I'm telling you, cause they got everything. I can't even think of three, but, um, the flesh is always going to want more. Jesus is the only thing that is, that completes us, you know? So we have to, we, we, I want to put him first because I'm tired of feeling frustrated and unfulfilled. I'm tired of not having that joy. I'm tired of looking for the next thing to give me joy. The main thing is when we put our faith in something besides Jesus, when we put our everything, kind of everything, like we think I can't survive without that. I didn't mean to breathe that deep from y'all. <laughs> Let's go to Mark ten seventeen and read the story of the rich young ruler. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? But Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your mother and father. And he said to them, the rich young ruler, Teacher, I have kept all these things in my youth. And then looking at him, Jesus showed love to him and said to him, Oh, wait, let's go to that. Jesus showed love to him. Jesus didn't condemn him. Jesus didn't yell at him. Jesus didn't um, tell him that, 
you know, tell him off or tell him, well, okay, you've done that, but I'm fixing to blast you on this one. He didn't do all that. Jesus showed love. Oh, that is a sermon right there in itself. Okay. Let's carry on. Jesus showed love to him and said, one thing you lack, go and sell all you possess and give it to the poor. And then you will have treasures. Um, And then you have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. But he was deeply dismayed by these words and he went away grieving for he was one who owned much property. That that story used to scare me because I was like, um, Jesus, are you going to ask me to give up everything? Like, do I need to sell everything? Like, it kind of scared me, but he was, um, he was showing him his heart. He was showing the rich young ruler his heart. For everyone, the heart thing is different. I mean, he could have said to him, you know, like, like Abraham, like, give me Isaac, you know? Um, but that story used to, scare me as far as like what if you asked me to give that up but it's it's whatever he knew that that's what he held the most um securely in his heart was his money but what if he asked you to give up what you hold most securely in your heart could you that's a scary question for me i'm gonna tell you i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna be honest it's scary for me to think about that him asking me to give up something that i have a lot of love in or maybe even a lot of work in like you know he asked me to give up a business a few years ago and I had built that business and I was like uh are you serious but looking back I knew I mean I knew it was an idol it was an idol it was evident to me whenever I gathered up all my shirts that I owned with that name of that business on it and I had like seven full bags I mean just everything I had was like about that business so he you know, it was an idol in my life, and he asked me to give it up, and it was for my own good because that business, nothing can bring me fulfillment like him, you know? And let's think of the story of, oh, not story, but the verse, Matthew ten thirty seven, where it says, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. That verse scared me too. Oh, I spilled my Tic Tacs. Y'all hear that? Um, It scared me too because I was like, uh, my kids, like what? But he's not saying you have to hate them. He, I, I feel like what that verse is, is compared to how much you love me, that love should feel like hate. Not, you know, am I making sense? Like, I don't, I mean, I really don't believe that Jesus is asking us to hate our kids. Compared to loving him though, what is the comparison? What is the comparison? It, it should not be equal, is basically what he's saying. You know, he is first. And if it's equal, you know, he doesn't have any rivalries. There's nothing equal to Jesus. There's nothing equal to our Father. Galatians 2.20. No, never mind. Matthew 6.24. It says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. The second part of that says, You cannot serve God and money. But I believe he's talking about anything that we put as a master in our life like you will either if you put anything above him then it's basically kind of like saying you hate God now that is a stretch I know I'm not saying you know we just take it to the word put the word on it you know what I mean like we he has to be first the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things will be added unto you people like to take the verses about 
he'll give you anything of your heart's desire. But the first part of that is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right way of living is what we are to seek first, putting him first above flesh. That's probably the number one idol we have is flesh. Well, I want this. I want to feel this way. And I said it before that I'll probably say in every single podcast, definition of sin has I in the middle of it. I, I, I. I want this. I want that. I want to do this. This is how I feel. This is what I think. If it's apart from God, it is sin. If it's not relying on him, it is sin. But let's get into some practical ways that we can see if we have an idol in our life. Um, If we see, if we put something for First of all, the first way is we ask the Holy Spirit to show us. You know, I can't figure this thing out on my own. The flesh is weak. The flesh is selfish. I need the Holy Spirit to show me. And He will. He will. I believe with my whole heart that when we humble ourselves and get honest and clear with God and just say, you know, I don't want nothing before you. I think this might be before you. Please show me if it is. He will. So that's the first thing is that we humble ourselves and ask the Holy Spirit to help. Um, I love the posture of being on my knees praying. I believe it is a symbol of humbleness. You know, I'm bowing down before God. I, he is above me. I, he is exalted. I am not. I am not anywhere compared to how holy and wonderful he is. Thank, thank, thankfully, he sent Jesus. Because I wouldn't even be able to be in his presence without Jesus. Because he's so good. We take some time to journal and let the Holy Spirit answer these questions for you. Like, write it out. If I only had blank, then I would be fulfilled. And see if there's something in that blank that maybe you're holding on to too tightly. That maybe you're putting before God or maybe that you don't trust God with. Lack of trust can be an idol. I mean, Jesus did it all. He paid it all. He did it all. I should trust it all. But if I don't trust God with that area in my life, then that is, that's become an idol, you know? And then write down, if I lost blank, my life would be over. You know, see if there's something that the Holy Spirit brings up in that area that would fill in that blank. And like I said, please, there's no condemnation. This is not to condemn. This is not to make you feel bad. This is to free us. Because everything that is that is not a part of God's plan is a bondage. And everything that we hold higher than Him is a bondage. And everything that we cling too tightly to in this world is a bondage. So it's not to condemn. It's to bring freedom. That's, that's my prayers that... God, I, I want freedom. I want the freedom of not caring what others think. I want the freedom of not needing human validation. I want the freedom of just living in your joy, regardless of what's going on around me, regardless of the circumstances in the world. So the first thing is to, you know, humble yourself, ask the Holy Spirit to show you if there is an idol in your life. The second thing is to spend time alone with God so that you can hear Him speak and look for Him speaking like this whole week. He's been speaking to me about the things I've had first, before him. I've heard it. I've seen it everywhere. So I knew that that's, that's what I was supposed to talk about today. So that's another. That's the second thing is to just get in his presence, be quiet, look 
for what he's saying. Look for what he's showing you. You'll see it. You'll see it. And the third thing is to remove them. Hold on, I wrote it down. Is to... Well, I did write it down. Oh, slow down and re... Um, mainly just slow down, really. Slow down your mind. Slow down your life. Slow down things so that you can remove those idols. Slow down so when he brings it up in your thoughts, you can pray about it right then. That might not be an issue for you. You might not have any problems with your mind racing. But for me, I have to I have to consciously make myself slow down and re-look at things to hold them in a different perspective or to have a different way of looking at them. And maybe you don't have to do that, but I, I definitely do. This came to my mind, and maybe this ain't like the right context for it, but, <laughs> but y'all remember that movie. I think it was like Talladega Nights or something like that with Ricky Bobby or something. And don't he say in there like, if you're not first, you're last. I mean, that's kind of, you know, like whenever we think about Jesus, like if he's not first, he's last. He's not equal. If he's not first in our life, then he's last. And that's a terrible thing for us to think about because he, he doesn't have any rivalry. So he, he's not equal to, he can't be, he's not equal to my kids. He's not equal to my husband. He would be last. And that's sad to think about that because of what he did. Now that is not to bring guilt or condemnation. I feel like it might, but that's, it's not. It's just things that I want to keep in the front of my mind. I want to remember them because, you know, he doesn't force us to love him. We don't have to do anything to love him. We're just so grateful for what he did, and that's why we love him. We're just so grateful. And let's just let's just close in prayer. And I'm going to pray over you and um, pray for your week. So let's pray. Dear Lord, I just come to you and thank you that we can come to you, that I can come to your throne. I thank you for Jesus that he made that way. I thank you that... He is the one that fulfills us, that you sent him to fulfill that need we have in our heart, that nothing will satisfy, nothing on this world can satisfy us. That's why you sent Jesus. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Forgive us when we don't put him first. Forgive us when we don't put you first. Forgive us when we put other things ahead of you or our fears, our worries, our insecurities. Forgive us when we put that in front of you. You paid the ultimate price. You did it. You did it all. It's complete with you. Forgive us that we don't remember that. I just ask that you just bring to our mind what needs to be pulled out, what needs to be pruned. Pruning hurts for the time, but it brings good fruit. And I, I know that if someone's listening to this, then they want to produce good fruit with you. They want to be close to you. And dear Lord, I just, I want that for myself. I want that for everybody listening, that we grow closer to you so we can do your work until you call us home so that we can bring you glory and honor in, in everything we do, even washing the dishes or just sitting in the chair that we still bring you glory by just, you know, sitting in your presence and, and talking to you. Dear Lord, help this podcast not to make anybody feel condemned not to make anybody feel guilty not to make any of us legalistic and like just think we have to do a set of rules and regulations that mean that we put you first remind us it's a heart issue it's all about the heart posture it's all about the heart motive and i just thank you so much for loving us the way you do we don't deserve it 
so, so grateful for it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.